Hey, it's Jamie Sumner, left guard from 1994-95, and this is the Bunch of Nuts podcast with my boys Dan and Cass. Go Bucks! Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bunch of Nuts podcast. I'm Dan. I'm here with Big Cass. Also here with Blake. It's part two of our mental health episode, and I wanted to open up with this, guys. Uh, Ryan Day basically held a keynote speech on the importance of mental health at, at Ohio State in the Archie Griffin Ballroom. I love that this just kind of coincides with everything we're trying to do. Uh, I love that you know he's still preaching about it. Said some very powerful things, but I mean that's that's really what I got on you know Ryan Day. Cast. I know you had some big ideas for this episode, so I'm going to pass it to you. Um. So we're just going to talk about maybe the three of us, uh, our own personal struggles, like whether it's everyday life that we've had to deal with or when we were in high school playing sports. Uh, also, one of the touch of base, uh, obviously the three, I, in my opinion, the three, the four big stories when it comes to mental health that we could think of at the top of our head in the last 10 years. Um, two of them happened this, this season, and one's getting kind of – Nobody's really talking about, and I'm going to talk about that situation. Um, and with Lexi Hanley, a, a current softball player at, a, at Ohio State, uh, uh, Blake's going to talk about a little bit about uh, Harry Miller. He wrote a nice piece about Harry Miller, and then Dan's going to briefly mention more about the Costa Cara George, but he's going to dive in deep with DJ Carton, um, who we all forgot. He uh, left Ohio state and end up going to transfer to Marquette. So since I had, I have it up already, I'm going to talk about Lexi Hanley since it's current. It's one of the current ones. So she tweeted out shortly after Harry Miller uh, tweeted out his, you know, his bravery. I'm just going to call it his bravery statement. And she had tweeted out um, on the 22nd, I believe. Let me, Double check the date here, so I'm not. Um, so she tweeted out. Uh, where is the date? Yeah, 22nd. I'm sorry about that. So she said, "Standing, I'm standing with Harry Miller, whose voice is so clearly and heard. Proud to be a Buckeye." In that tweet, she tweeted out a statement. On March 11, 2022, while pitching a game against Stony Brook, I had a panic attack in the third base dugout bathroom it was a kind it was kind the feeling uh, that you feeling coming in but you can't control but can't control the outcome the sobbing the shaking excessive energy type i've been aware of my mental health for the past few years and i've worked hard incredibly with therapists to help it i am proud of myself for that and i'm thankful for the growth that i've had uh, March 11th serves a reminder, though, that the darkness can still loom. No matter how bright you feel, this was the first time that an event like this has happened during competition. So it was understandably a heck of a lot scarier than past episodes. My AT was amazing. She handled the situation flawlessly, validated that let me let the tears roll and made sure I was mentally capable of continuing, continuing to pitch. I was also reminded of controlled breathing by Kate, who's been nothing but a pure blessing to me since I've moved to Columbus. My purpose in writing this whole voice is the fact that anxiety and panic don't know when you're busy. They don't care if you're preoccupied or have important things to do. They don't care if you've been absent for a long time. They don't care that they are 
They're not a huge factor in life anymore. The real, they're real. They pre- present themselves to people differently, but not just like softball, they don't hold enough space to define me. To the brave humans who also stand against these demons, no, I'm so damn proud of you. The progress that you've made and the way you continue to shine, mental health is health. Let you be in mind, she pitched a no-hitter uh, since then, and she's been Big Ten Player of the Week twice since that incident. So, Lexi, we applaud you uh, for your for your bravery. Also, in a different way, not just community, community suicide, but anxiety and panic attacks. I've had them myself before, uh, but it, you know, not in an event like that, not during an event, but ooh, that that's pretty tough right there, especially during an event. Absolutely. I mean, just think about like in an event too, like you're supposed to be at the height of your game, all your teammates are relying on you. I couldn't think of anything like scarier, but like props to her for speaking about it and everything. Um, I mean, it's, it's good that, you know, she's like taking advice from Harry Miller too and everything and like, like following what he's doing. I like that. Yeah, I I think, I mean, it's incredible to hear a story like that because like we talked about last week with these athletes now, all the eyes are on you. And in that moment, everyone's counting on you. They're watching you. They're watching you to, you didn't know Kess said she threw a no hitter uh, since then. But I mean, if you're a pitcher, everyone, you control the game speed, you control everything. I, I was a pitcher when I played baseball. So, I mean, I know everyone's watching, everyone's counting on you. There's a lot of pressure on you. So to have one in that moment is, is really difficult. And I think the way that she shared her story and, you know, sometimes we don't think of mental health as an anxiety or a panic attack. We think of it more on a suicide note, but it just shows the different layers uh, to mental health issues and all the different ways you can go about it. Keep in mind, this is updated too, right? As of April yesterday, she's three and zero on the season, 27 strikeouts with an ERA of 0.31. Those are elite stats. So an elite player, Jacob DeGrom, <laughs> <laughs> the female version of the Buckeye. And she's one of the key successes they uh, in the softball team. And, you know, we talk about it uh, weekly on our uh, podcast where we don't really, you know, go in depth in softball. Um, but we, you know, we give out their schedule they give out their news. They're four and two in the big 10. They had a double header today. I'm sure it got postponed because the weather, but 27 and they're 23 and seven on the year, four and two in the conference. And she's obviously a big part of the, the Buckeye success. Yeah, she's, she's great. And I mean, I just, I know, I know this is the mental health episode, but you know, between softball and pre a pre-show, we had the greatest baseball conversation to preview opening day. We didn't record it, but like, we are definitely in the baseball mood here at Bunch of Nuts. Yes, we are. So I guess moving on. So I guess I had – so I'm up next. I had DJ Carton, and it, it, obviously I'm the basketball guy here. So if you all don't remember, DJ Carton was, you know, a, a stud freshman for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Basically – and it was only in 2019, which feels, you know, like years ago uh, due to the pandemic. But, you know, he was averaging, you know, double digits for the Buckeyes. He played 20 games started three of them and he had a lot of people, you know, if you don't remember, a lot of people were saying CJ Walker needed to sit over him. And we were looking really good with him. He averaged 10.4 points a game shot, you know, 
40% from three. Overall, just a really good young player. Basically, I would say almost like like just as good as like Malachi Branham, I would say. Like same, same tier player. But what happened was after 20 games, he was basically out for the season due to mental health issues, they said. Turns out he had an eating disorder where he lost, you know, like 20 pounds, which that's, that's you know, it's, I, I, I I'm not an expert on eating disorders, but it's, you know, that's, that's terrible. That's so like mental health is just more than, you know, like you said, like suicide or dangerous thoughts. It could be like something like an eating disorder, something as just, you know, you're just stressed. It could be, you know, it, it really expands. Um, but he's doing better now. He transferred to Marquette, got it basically under control, declared for the 2021 NBA draft. And then once, once, I mean, he didn't get drafted, but he signed a contract with the Charlotte Hornets. Um, he plays with the Greensboro Swarm now as an affiliate player. He's in his rookie year, but I mean, of late, if you go on and watch his highlights, he's been throwing down some massive dunks. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets called up to the Charlotte Hornets, maybe at the end of the year when, you know, it, they're, you know, the playoff race is ending and everything. And they're trying to get, you know, bring up some talent to see what they got. Wouldn't be surprised if we, it could be another like Dwayne Washington situation where a former Ohio state guy has a really good career in the, um, you know, this year in the NBA, but I mean, kudos to DJ Carton. I think DJ Carton, um, his best game, in my opinion, was that Kentucky game uh, where we up, upset Kentucky. Uh, it was either right after Christmas or right before Christmas in the CBS Classic. And he was, that's when I really thought, okay, DJ is going to be the guy. And then um, then he had this, you know, the mental, you know, where he was off the team and then he ended up transferred. Mm-hmm. I remember specifically the fans completely dogging um, – dogging DJ Carton because of him. They said, is he lying? Cause it was a pretty quick after the season. He could pretty, he committed to Marquette pretty quick. So I could get where the fans started feeling that way. But regardless, doesn't matter what kind of mental health you have. Yeah. You, you can't ignore it. Like it happened in the middle of the season. An in eating disorder is very serious. Yeah. Something that definitely needs to be taken seriously. Especially when you're an athlete and you're in the middle of the season, you need those nutrients to keep your body. He could have risked a bad injury, in my opinion. Um, but you know, I think Chris Holtman did a great job of, uh, you know, helping DJ and sending him home and ha- where he had issues. And he, you know, Marquette is a little bit closer to where I think he was from Iowa. Yeah, opinion. from Iowa is a little bit closer than Columbus, so. Uh, I know a lot of people thought Iowa State was going to be the team, you know, but he found the right fit, found the right coaching staff to help him get better up at Marquette, and I applaud him for it. And I just think, I just think, like how good our lineup would have been with him, Liddell, and like Branham. Just, I wish, I wish, I wish he didn't have to transfer, but I understand it completely. Absolutely, and if you look at. You know the fan base's uh, reaction to when DJ Carton posted that, and it, it was kind of surprising. But it was also he was one of the first athletes to really come forth like that and say, "Hey, this is why I had to step away from the team." He, you know, he had that courage to speak out as a man and say, "You know, I need to step away from the team for these mental health reasons." And I think if you compare that to Harry Miller's situation, you can see the growth of not just the fan base, but let's call it the fan base and the Twitter reactions and you know the general public now. 
from DJ Carton's all the way to Harry Miller's now where Harry Miller's everyone's rallying around him now and saying, you know, applauding his bravery and his courage and really hearing his story because looking at a guy like Harry Miller, he's a junior mechanical engineering major. He has a 4.0 GPA and he frequently takes missions trips to Nicaragua where he's involved with a lot of the families down there. And he's even used his NIL money that he's made and he's used some of that to donate some of his earnings to those families in need. So, I mean, if you take Harry Miller at face value, you see, you wouldn't think there's a mental health issue going on. You wouldn't think there's anything wrong behind the scenes because look at the great work that he's doing. Look at, I was honestly skeptical. I was honestly skeptical. He was even like doing charity work. I was like, no way. I know you like this guy's doing this. And like, I had the guy completely all wrong. I think a lot of people did. Yeah. And that's the, that's the crazy thing about mental health is, it can be hidden in those ways or, you know, quote unquote masked um, by doing those works like that, because it's so much of it is internal. And I think that's why the quote that he said, the dilemma is that nobody has to say something, but that is precisely why somebody has to say something is so powerful because of a situation like that, Dan, where you say like, we can perceive him a certain way as the general public, but we don't actually know him. And even the people that knew him didn't know what was going on. So it just shows how internal that can be and how, localize that can be to just you as an individual just in your own head i think social media plays a big part of it too because on social media you only see the best parts of people uh and and, i mean if you don't know harry miller like if you've never really heard him speak you just seen like the picture the cutout picture of him on like an article or something you never really hear him speak much you you probably you might not know his his quirks and like what goes on internal so it is you are right it's it's impossible to um tell what is going on inside these athletes minds unless like you're like best friends with them and even then it's still impossible to tell and, and it's like if you look at it too the your the little six inch handheld device that people walk around and carry with them is your best friend and your worst enemy at the same time um because you know most people who are on social media who are a fan are so quick to judge i mean if you look at you know, not just Harry, you know, not just Harry Miller, but EJ Liddell's uh, getting the same threats. Uh, I mean, I remember I remember watching that in uh, that NBC Today show with Harry Miller on there where he talked about fans getting uh, death threats. And the problem with being a Ohio State fan like the three of us are, we're fans. You know, we do a podcast because we're fans and we but we go in depth because, you know, we enjoy it. But it's it's the super fans that just want to see victories. Like I'm not mentioning any names, but there's there's some, and Dan's smiling because <laughs> he knows kind of know who I'm talking about. But it's the fans like that who just badmouth these players. It's the fans like like that tells you how humble C.J. Stroud is. Think about after we lost to Oregon this year. The things that you CJ Stroud must have been hearing, also Harry Miller, because Harry Miller was still on the team, but it was that unknown. What was wrong with Harry Miller? Can he come back and help this offense line? We need Harry Miller to come back and help I, this offensive line. Like I will say, like the CJ Stroud thing, he got a lot of he got a lot of flack, like unnecessary flack for sure. Um, I will say though, it was funny out of all the things, all the nasty things that were said. The one thing that like the team took like 
mentioned to was Mr. Ohio's like video of just like some overthrows of CJ Stroud, which I thought was fair. Like you're allowed to point out. I want to like make it clear though. Like it's okay when people point out on like Twitter on like forums respectfully, like just like oh this wasn't a good technique or was a bad play. I think people should still have the right to fair criticism. We do, but but I, I mean, agree we, with you, Cass. Though like he did take an immense amount of flack. It, I mean, we do it weekly. Like we mm. did it to the, you did it to the basketball team. I yeah. I mean, we 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 do it weekly. But the problem with the the, the difference pro- between our cr- criticism is we're not throwing threats. We're and not it's not from to- malice. It's from yes. a lighthearted like all is good. It's Some because yeah. it's because we love this team. Exactly. And it's an analyst from an analyst standpoint. And, exactly. And, and it's the fact that, you know, most people, most generally, I hate to say this, most generally people who make those comments never put the shorter pads and strapped up the helmet, never put the sneakers on, never swung a bat or, you know, never swung a racket, a, you know, hit, hit a hockey puck. Most generally people who make those comments and make those threats never done it before, whether if they've done it in middle school, high school, I don't care. I mean, Pop Warner's Pop Warner. It's when you once you get out of high middle school and get into high school, when it comes more team play, more competitive. Most people who generally who make those comments never strapped it up. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I mean, football looks different in Madden. It looks different on TV, and it looks completely different when you're on the field, whether it's turf or grass. You know it's a completely different sports everywhere else. And, you know, you'll have those Monday morning quarterbacks, just like you were saying, like, Oh, you could do this, but you could do this better. Okay. Well, you don't know the gameplay. You don't know the scouting report on the other team. You don't know the ins and outs of all those decisions that were being made. You don't know what it's like calling a play with 105,000 people screaming at the top of their lungs with the pressure on you and the expectations of millions wanting you to win that game. You don't know what that's like in that split second. You have to make that play call decision. And then maybe you get an overthrow or maybe you, you know, you run behind the wrong lineman or something like that. You know, you don't, you don't know all the ins and outs of those things. And it's not fair for the fans to come out and give those death threats like that, because you couldn't do better as a fan. We couldn't do better. You know, we're analyzing it from, you know, either a journalism standpoint or from just analysis or, you know, we're doing it on the podcast or whatever. You're just talking about the game. That's one perspective, but then to take it to that next step is completely uncalled for. And that's the worst part with social media is that everybody can have a platform. So you take that, one, two, three percent of the fan bases who do that, and it gives the whole fan base a bad rep because, oh, these people are absolutely insane when it's just a small portion, but social media makes that small portion look like the majority. Absolutely. So we don't have much time left on the timer, Zoom timer, um, which kind of is a good thing. So it, keeps we can us move it. it keeps us it keeps moving, us but moving. I'm like, wow, this went fast. I'm not sure yeah. where this went. So. But- um, any, any personal experiences you want, guys want to share as we kind of wrap it up? Um, I'll do one real quick. Uh, so back, um, I would say about 14 years ago, I was experimenting with college, trying to go to college. I just got out of high school. Um, I had a panic attack where I had to be hospitalized because I completely blacked out, didn't know where I was at. Um, because I was feeling so much pressure of trying to be a son 
a you know a brother you know that being a family person but also trying to go through college for the first time trying to hit finals at the same time but That's also but also working at the same time um that was that's one instinct i've also had a panic attack before my wedding day you know the night before my wedding day i i think every man will probably go through this or <laughs> eventually dan you might go through this but no. it's that it's that can can you deliver and be the best man for your you know for your wife and be you know be the best man for my family. And I had that emotions where I was like, I don't know if I could do this, but took some deep breaths. And obviously I'm, you know, I think I'm the best husband I can be and um, the best man I can be and do my best. I, I, I agree. Like Cass, man, I'm proud of you. You're a great man. Uh, just from my, from my experience too, like blacking out, like, like, you know, from stress, I remember like one time actually at Ohio state at, during an accounting final, uh, I studied like a week, like really hard for it, put a lot of pressure on myself and got myself really hyped for this test, like overhyped. And I ended up getting like a B on it. But after I got done with it, like I just remember coming home to my apartment and I just felt so sick to my stomach and just like, just from like the stress. And it, even it was over, like I was on summer break. It was the fact, like I was still so stressed just in everything. And I just had, I had a bad night and like, it was just, I woke up and ended up changing my major. So that's how kind of, from my experience, just with stress and mental health. So, um, yeah. And then for, for me, I can think of two instances, but uh, the one more recent, I would say, is uh, the summer of uh, 2020. I was, or, yeah, 2020. Uh, I had uh, a completely full load of classes, and then I was also working over 30 hours at the time. So I'm you know, working on my grinding, bro. Oh yeah. It was, it was unreal. Then I had a full summer uh, slate of classes it takes. So I have four classes in the summer, so I wasn't going to get that break that we all get. And it was right at the beginning of COVID. So the world kind of shut down on my 21st birthday on uh, March 11th. That's when all the news was coming out, you know? So uh, we never really got to go out to dinner because I'm here in uh, Pennsylvania and you know our governor was a bit more strict with it. So we never really got to celebrate uh, my birthday out. My mom's is two days later, so we never really did that. So I was taking a microeconomics final. Uh, this is, I think, in June. Where does the where does the restaurants open back up so we can go out? And my cousin was going to come over, so I remember taking that final. And I was sitting at my desk right here, and uh, I took it. And then we went out to dinner, and then I just, I don't know, I just started having like an anxiety attack per se, and. You know, I guess my, I don't know. I thought my sugar dropped. I didn't know what was going on. I just couldn't get myself together. Um, the worst feeling. So, yeah. And I didn't know what was going on. So I kind of shook it off. But then, you know, as the days and the weeks went by, it kind of kept happening again. Like I was sitting at my desk at work and it just started shaking. And then like my heart started racing. And I didn't know what was going on. I thought I needed to eat, but that wasn't helping it. So I actually had to leave work a couple of times and just, uh, just lay down just to get it off. And I didn't realize, you know, what was going on and, I wasn't giving myself a break and all that stuff. So not properly managing yourself. So then I learned that that balance that you had to have in there and, you know, I got through it, but I didn't really learn how to navigate it until I started talking about it because I didn't really know what was going on because it's never really happened before. And I was like, Oh, I can do it. It's fine. It's just school. It's just work. It's just this. Then all of a sudden I found myself in those spots and I didn't, I didn't know how to handle it. So once I started talking about it, that, 
helped me kind of externally process it. But also there is a Bible verse, well, actually two that I really stood on that kind of, that really got me through it is uh, Psalm 46, 10 is we still know that I am God. And then Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. I didn't know. So I was just, I needed strength that wasn't my own to get through those times because I couldn't control when the anxiety would come. We're driving on the highway and it would happen. Or I'm sitting at my desk at work. It was all odd times. It's not in the heat of the moment doing something. It wasn't always then. It was sometimes when I was out or sometimes in a casual setting. It's usually for me like after, after the event's over. Yeah, even after. I I just like crash. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that same type of thing. And I would say talking about it second and then primarily uh, just relying on my on my faith in God is what really got me through it is by prayer and just meditating on those verses and, and just relying on a strength that wasn't my own that was greater than mine is what helped me get through it. I I will have to applaud um, the two of you and, you know, a few others. But, you know, since I got you guys on, um, I ha- I'm still today – take my, you know, cause it's recent still, but the loss of my grandfather, you know, just yeah. really took a lot of mm-hmm. tool on me. And I applied the two of you that helped me, you know, guide me through, you know, this, and, you know, obviously I applaud my wife and other family members too, but it, I still go through it. And, you know, the, one of the best ways that I have that I've honored my grandfather is, you know, I, he's right here. I started a new job this week. There's been some anxiety with that. And, I think I'm handling well, and I think I'm handling it better than I ever thought I was because my grandfather's picture is right here on my desk. And I think knowing that I could still see him right there on my desk is that's what has kept me not having that anxiety this week of starting this new job because I went from going to work every day to now I'm getting up and going right to my office and being in a sit-at-home job. Yeah, that's one of the special things about people like that. Because I lost my great grandmother the same same type of situation, Cass, uh, a couple of years ago. But it's once you understand that it's not that they're not with you anymore. It's that legacy that they left in you, and how you live is not how you honor them. And that's that's what really helps me. And I know that's how you live your life, and that's what's going to make it easier as the days go by too, because you're making them proud every single day. Yep, undoubtedly. I love it. I love it, boys. I thought this was such a good episode. Uh, thank you for sharing your stories with us. I wish we had more time. We have literally less than a minute already. I have no idea how the timer <laughs> went that quick. Real quick, shout out to Caleb for winning our March Madness bracket. Shout out to Andrew for finishing second. Uh, check your DMs. Um, but that's all I got. Um, anything else real quick? Quick five seconds each before I end it. Uh, next week, spring game. We previewed oh, yeah. the spring game. Get excited about that. And then the off season. Digging deep for our episodes. Absolutely, guys. Thank you for having me on. It was really as great always, As always, Blake, it's a pleasure. Cast, pleasure. And as always, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Bunch of Notes podcast. Go Bucks.